The following talk was given at Mile High Church in Lakewood, Colorado. Please visit our website at milehighchurch.org. All right, I'm doing a four-part series called Reflections, A Journey of Love, an opportunity for me to reflect on 42 years of, of enjoying the growth of uh, full church ministry, 25 of them as your senior minister, another 10 as an associate minister here, and uh, what a journey it has been. I, I just am so grateful for it. Today is about the quest. And for me, the quest is the relentless and joyous quest for deepening. Gang, we're all on that quest. We're on a quest of continual, continual deepening. And yet it's not a serious and, and a struggle fest as much as it's an opportunity for us to recognize the quality of the depth journey that we are all on and, and to praise the spirit uh, in this life. Every one of us, a spiritual being born of that infinite, holy, one life, bearing the love, the light, the intelligence, and the beauty of the divine into expression. And yes, we've each got our unique path and our unique uh, experiences and lessons and gifts to give. And it's all about praising the Spirit. It's all about celebrating that something higher, that something more powerful in this life of ours. Oh, it is about rising up out of the depths of the human plight into the glory of our spiritual light. And and Ricky has a great song to set the tone of this praising the Spirit. It comes from a word, Oyaheya, which means praise the Spirit. Ricky. I am listening to the music of the Holy, Holy Spirit. Oh, what a song. God is singing, I will sing all day long, I will sing all day long. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, hey 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 yeah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, How do you sense that energy of that spirit in your being? It's about praising the spirit of who you are above the human conditions that you face. And it's also that deepening journey of revealing the spirit as you also praise that understanding that every one of us is an outlet for that divine light. And I tell you, in my years in doing this, I have had such a fervor, and I still do, uh, to deepen in that experience uh, and that leads to do true knowing, that experience of the divine held in our hearts and to realize it more fully. And what I've come to know is that what's essential in this deepening journey, this quest for deepening, is, is spiritual practice. You know, this is not a, a, a spiritual uh, path where you just come and learn a creed and recite it mindlessly uh, and attend obligatorily on Sunday, although you really should be here every Sunday. And, 
and, and then go hope for a better life in another life. No, this is, this is a path of ongoing daily spiritual awakening and illumination. It's the path of, of glorifying that spirit and, and, and truly seeking to know and know that we know that we live in the one and that we are in a spiritual universe and that all beings uh, bear the face of God into our midst. And, and what I know about spiritual practice is, is this key. We are never done with it. We're never done growing. We're never done deepening, are we? Uh, it's an ongoing path and it's an ongoing privilege to live the conscious life. Not to go to sleep unconsciously, but to awaken to who we are and, and to bring our spiritual practices into richness daily in our life. That's why we have so many classes. We have the meditation retreat and such so that we can really know how to awaken and shine our lights. And so we do this with affirmative prayer. We do this with meditation, with spiritual study and fellowship, with sacred service. And yet I think there's an often missed spiritual practice. And that is leaning into our stuff. Oh yeah, there's a spiritual practice called leaning into (laughs) our growth issues, our life issues. And in that regard, I want to speak to a phenomenon that uh, I have noticed. And it's an abuse of spiritual teachings. And it is what I call the spiritual bypass. And it is using our spirituality to do an end run around facing what we need to work on in our lives. It's using spiritual cliches and platitudes to avoid engaging in what really is being called to the revealing of our greatness, what we need to look at that's in the way. We all have that kind of thing to face. Our human experience is for the very purpose of not only allowing us to blossom, but also to work through the blockages in our way, to refine and heighten our consciousness. And we can only do that if we'll look at our fears, if we'll look at our uh, blind spots, if we'll look at the times our hearts go closed, where we hold back from life, the times where our little fearful ego runs the day in our lives. And if we'll lean into that material, lean into the shadow, and bring in the light, oh, and it's then that we really make progress on our ongoing quest to deepen in this life. And our life becomes richer and fuller. So I want today, today to look at some of the points on the deepening quest, that relentless and yet joyous quest for a deeper faith, a deeper experience in this life. First of all, I would call us to faith in the force, that infinite life force, that infinite love and intelligence, and, and to always walk in that consciousness, no matter what's going on in your life, daily to remind yourself, I live, move, and have my being in divine love. The divine mind inspires me. It upholds me. It's my source. And I'm its expression. And to rejoice in that. And to do that especially in the times when you're terrified or the heartbreaking times in your life. I share with you one of the most terrifying times in my life. It was 42 years ago when I had driven into Portland, Oregon, to assume my very first ministry at the ripe old age of 24 years old. And I panicked when I drove into that town thinking, what are you doing here? You're so green. You don't know what's going on here. Yeah, you've had all this training, but fundamentally you're at a loss. Uh, What are you doing? And then I remember driving into town after that initial panic attack, getting a little apartment. takes me about a half an hour to unload all of my possessions out of my car and spread my sleeping bag out because it wouldn't be for a couple of weeks before I had a bed. 
And when that's all done, I had another panic attack, and I decided to go to the church office. They'd sent me a key, and I walked into this barren office that only had a desk in it. Not a chair, nothing in the desk, just a desk. I panicked again. Then I went out and got some food, and then went back to that dark little apartment, just uh, with the exception of a few lights in there, just my uh, desk lamp, and laying there, and the panic hit so deep. And I thought, you know, you could, you could get out of town now. <laughs> And, you know, nobody would know the difference except this small little group. But I remember that my beloved mentor, Dr. Fred Vogt, uh, and I told you so much about him yet last Sunday, he had given me this book, and on the inscription he had spoken words of love to me, and then he, al- and then he said, always remember Jeremiah. And as I looked at that, I said, well, I better refresh myself in that, and I grabbed the Bible, and I looked at the story of the young prophet Jeremiah, who... Um, much to his chagrin, was getting guidance from God that he was to be about something bigger than just uh, the normal kind of life, that he was going to be a voice, a mouthpiece for God, and he didn't want to do it. In the Bible, it says that God said to Jeremiah, before you were conceived, I knew you. Before you were born, I consecrated you. Now, I want to pause here, and I want you to hear those words and take them personally, that this is true about you too. That before you were conceived, before even the physiological process of your body formation was begun, God knows you as a soul. And before you were birthed into this parenthesis in eternity called your life here, you were consecrated to be a light in this world. And so God said to Jeremiah, I've appointed you a prophet to the nations. And Jeremiah, in his fear, the same fear I felt that night, he said, alas, God, I don't know how to speak because I'm a youth. He was afraid of going before the elders and speaking of that truth. But God reprimanded him and said, do not say, I am a youth, because everywhere I send you, you're going to go. And don't be afraid of them, for I am with you. And then Jeremiah said, and God stretched out his hand and touched my mouth and said, Behold, I am putting my words in your mouth. When I read that, I thought, "Ah, okay, get over yourself, Roger. Let God put your words in there. You know, to have that faith in the force. Ricky has a song I want to just get a little snippet of here that speaks of that all-originating power that knows us and, and supports us at all times. Ricky. no time and before there was a number spirit did prevail in a song of ecstasy and before I had a dream or a lesson to remember spirit gently held The song inside of me So I sing a song of joy I sing a song of knowing That all is truly well And that heaven is at hand And even when I cry That I don't know where go away God's love does prevail as God's love only can. For when there was no time and before there was none, 
force for good wherever you are whatever's going on and if you'll remember that then secondarily you can have faith in the fall yeah the times when you actually feel like you have fallen when perhaps your choices or your circumstances feel like they're robbing you limiting you even crushing you times when in human estimation it feels like you're at the depths at the bottom and you don't even know how to get get up and go have faith even in the fall oh i tell you there was a time like that for me and it was in uh 1989 i had completed a 10 year stint here as an associate minister i spoke of a little of that last sunday had uh, about a year earlier met my beloved erica the best thing ever happened in my life right out on that patio over there Uh, that's part of why I'm so deeply grateful to Mile High Church. Um, and uh, we had just gotten started in our marriage, but I was hearing the voice saying, you know, your role here is complete. And Fred wasn't ready to retire at that point, and I didn't want to put pressure on him. And so it dawned on me, maybe there's something else for me. And about that time, an offer came from our headquarters of this movement uh, to be a director of education and, and member churches and centers. And something we said, that's it. That's your bridge. And so I took it. And I, we moved our family out to Los Angeles. And it wasn't long before I was just grieving. I thought, oh, you idiot, what have you done? You have left the best church God ever dreamed of in, your, in God's country where you were born. And here you are in L.A., of all things, <laughs> commuting more than an hour every way from work. And I started grieving, and I started... I was angry at myself. I was just lacerating myself. And I was a mess. And God bless Erica, who stood by me during all that time. But it was such a deep, dark place. I fell to the, to, to the bottom. And, and it was hard for me, extraordinarily. Um, but you know, at those times, you got to just keep walking on. And eventually, the spiritual sense came to me to turn to a greater wisdom, to go beyond my self-recrimination, my judgments, and to listen more deeply. And so finally, I gave up that struggling and started doing that, started really listening. And beyond the grieving, there was this realization from the divine that, hey, the final story has not been written. Do you know that about you? The final story is not written. For your life, for this chapter of your life, the final story is in process. Have faith in that. Have faith in the midst of that kind of darkness. And that began to lift me up. And at the end of that first year away, 
I had my spiritual bearings back. And of course, as I shared last Sunday, then I got invited to be a part of a large ministry in Huntington Beach and was its leader for a time before then in 93. Four years later, Dr. Fred said, I'm ready to retire. This has always been your place. Come back and help me retire and take over as senior minister 25 years ago. And so I had come full circle. Looked like a fall, but I landed on the feet right here. The key was to listen. Ricky, I know you got a great one about this. I'm ready to listen now. Are you ready to listen now? Early in the morning, lying in my bed, thinking about a dream I had. The pictures were fading fast. Noticing the music in each scene And the peace beyond this world I recall That I couldn't dwell in what was wrong I couldn't care about what had gone The message on the stereo took me a while, but I got ready to listen, and it lifted me. Have faith in the fall. And you know, gang, always deepen into your faith in the flow, that there's a flow of the givingness of the divine, and it doesn't dry up. Now, our human estimation would imagine that our good dries up, ideas dry up, uh, support, love, peace dry up. They don't. The fountain of the Spirit is ever overflowing. It's a wonder-working power. It's, it, it looks to us as miraculous, but it's really superbly natural, this flow of the divine. So we get to go beyond our concept of need and have faith in the flow. When I got to Portland, Oregon uh, as that young minister, to my quite genuine surprise, after about a year, the thing started growing. And we started having um, 100, 150 people on a Sunday. And I thought, goodness, look at this. And, and then uh, we had to find a different place to meet on Sundays. We were in a rented facility at the time. And eventually the board found uh, a church that had been abandoned. It, was, it needed a little bit of work, but it was in fairly good shape. And, and we 
had an opportunity to get that church. It was a 500-seat church. And the conditions were that we could move in and use that church for 90 days, but at the end of that 90 days, we needed to pay down $80,000. Then the owner would finance the rest of it. Uh, And that was a big deal for us because we didn't even have a building fund at that time. And, uh, but we knew that if we could pull that off, the payments would be very much within our budget after that. So we got to move into a church, and everybody's so excited to finally be meeting in, in a church that could be our own, and we started doing fundraisers of every different kind, and people started giving, and we were just plying ourselves. And yet, a week before that deadline of 90 days, we were short. We had raised $60,000, which was terrific for that small group in that little bit of time, and yet we were $20,000 short. And I'll never forget that Saturday night before the Sunday where I would have to tell the congregation, we didn't meet the goal and we're going to have to move out. And I just I couldn't sleep. I, I, the pain was significant. I just loved th- that group so much, and they were doing their darndest and I was going to have to tell them we didn't make it. And I didn't know, what am I going to say? I felt like I'd failed them. I just prayed for that deeper something. And again, there's that resource within you of higher wisdom. And somewhere midway during that night, it came to me that I was looking at the wrong thing. What I needed to look at was how, as a community, we had evolved in that 90 days how much good we had brought forth, how connected we were, how new people were coming in, how people were so enthusiastic as never before, how we had a vision. It wasn't about that building. And I got that. And I thought, that's it. That's the abundance that is coming forth. And so I got up the next day and I told them that. And I said, I'm just so proud of all we've become. Look at the abundance of love and commitment and togetherness and growth we've created. We'll find our right place. And there was a standing ovation, tears in everybody's eyes. And it was a deep healing The next Tuesday, I had gone into that little office there and brought some boxes to unpack my desk and pack up my desk and and stuff. The next day, a bunch of crew was going to come over and take all our equipment out. And as I opened the door that Tuesday, I saw an envelope on the floor. It had no markings on it whatsoever. And I opened it, and it was a cashier's check, no name at all on it, for $20,000 to complete our purchase. We had our building. But you know, I think there was something about claiming that spiritual victory that led to the ultimate manifestation. And you know, all through this ministry, I've noticed how spirit always supplies us when we can have that deepening faith in it. I mean, this church has grown and prospered. I remember we built this building and and, and opened it. In 2008, um, thinking we'd do, we had it about half paid for, thinking we'd do another fundraiser in a few months once we rested a little bit. And then all of a sudden, the recession of 2008 hit in September. We had to put that all away uh, and wait. But, you know, we just, our wonderful staff, we've got the most incredible staff. They trimmed the budget and we maintained and nobody even noticed any differences here. And then uh, a couple of years passed. Uh, a couple of years ago, we mounted another campaign and re- raised three and a half million to pay down some of that debt. And, and there's always that faith in the flow. Keep yourself established in the flow and just feel like it's pouring itself in you and through you. Which leads me to another favorite song of Ricky's. Pour yourself in me Pour yourself into my heart. Whoa, whoa. 
Wonderful spirit, always offering our gifts, right where you are, no matter where. Faith in the flow. Oh, and dear ones, have faith in the fulfilling. Have faith that something's at work in you. We can get harsh with ourselves, you know. We can judge ourselves according to our past and our circumstances, but have faith that the seed of God is growing in you. And ultimately, nothing can stop its ongoing growth. In the Bible, it says, God who has begun a good work in you shall complete it. Wrap yourself in that deep knowing that I am unfolding. Yes, even through the dark times, even through my stuff, I'm deepening and I'm growing. And I even am going to love myself. I've reflected on these 42 years and, and what's evolved in me. I'm a whole lot different than I was at 24, and yet I'm a whole lot the same. I still have that youthful passion for this teaching, born of an early experience in my life with spirit, and yet I've, spirit is fulfilling itself ever more in me. I remember that as, a, as a young minister, I, I would be afraid to even get beyond the pulpit. I'd grab it like this, and I'd read line for line. But you know, the more you trust, the more you relax and you grow and spirit gets fulfilled. And whatever you're clutching to in your life, let go. And here's the key. Ultimately, as I said last week, it's not about us. It's can I get out of the way and let spirit use me? That's how spirit fulfills you, is when you decide, I'm going to allow it to use me. I'm going to be that, Lord, make me an instrument of thy peace kind of person. It's about being fulfilled as Spirit uses you. All right, great power, use me. Ricky sings this. Use me, yes. oh God, I stand for you. And here I'll abide as you show me. God is great. 
That's the great prayer. It may be the prayer of all prayers as we seek to allow the Spirit to not just fulfill us, but also have faith in the forwarding, that the universe is always conspiring for our highest and best. I used to actually believe, and maybe you do too, that there are steps backward in life, that you can actually go backward. But I think that that is, again, a very short-sighted vision, because even my steps backward in my life have actually shown up to be eventually steps forward. Life is always taking us forward. Have faith in the forwarding of your life as you also have faith that something's fulfilling itself in you. And I know that Spirit's going to keep using this Mile High Church in the highest and best ways. That it is such a vibrant, powerful spiritual community led by such incredible spiritual leaders here. And it's going to continue to serve and grow. And I know that Spirit's going to continue to use me. And I don't know how, but I still will be a voice, and I still will be a teacher, and I will still be doing the work in some way, and still championing this beautiful place, because life is taking us forward. So here's the deal, gang. We're all on a quest, and it's called our deepening. And our deepening, yes, it happens in the glorious, beautiful moments of savoring and celebrating life, and it also, it also shows up in our stuff, too. We grow in that as well, deepening and evolving constantly. So have faith, a deepening faith in this life force that loves you beyond measure. In, in, have faith even when you feel like you've fallen in life. You'll go full circle. The story isn't finalized. Have faith in the flow of the abundance of God. Have faith in the fulfilling and the forwarding of your life. And truly, ultimately, praise the Spirit praise the Spirit. Let's have a prayer. Blessed always Blessed always for the arms of God surround us Let our joy be so Triumphant that we raise in God and say Amen. Let our joy be so triumphant that we rest in God and say Amen. Oh, infinite holy presence, 
divine love and light in us, around us, through us, and for us. We open our hearts this day to the beauty of our being. Feel that. We open ourselves to the peace that passeth all understanding. That no matter the twists and turns of our personal journey, that it's all the becomingness of the divine, that it's all good, it's all glorious, it's all wondrous, because we are who we're designed to be, spirit, love incarnate, the light of the divine. Now we give thanks for the deepening quest and for the beauty that is being revealed in each and every one of us all the time. I speak the word knowing your sacred essence empowers you, inspires you, guides you upon your beautiful path. I affirm and know that the past is exactly that past. This is a precious now creative moment and that we are walking in lockstep with the divine in harmony with its intention to glorify our lives, to lead us, inspire us, to pick us up and to lead us to higher places in the celebration of the spirit of it all. And so I affirm in no wholeness, growth, joy, and beauty at every level for each and every one of us as we go forth from this place renewed, inspired, walking with the license of a higher order of beings, a consciousness vibrating in harmony with God's precious truth. Thank you, Spirit. I am ever so grateful that this is God's truth. We're allowing it to work through us, use us, and prosper us now and unto forevermore. Praise the Spirit. In gratitude may we declare, and so it is, and so I am, and so we are. Amen. Thank you for listening to the Mile High Church Podcast. This podcast is made possible by the generous contributions from listeners like you. If you'd like to make a donation, text 720-230-1404. 
or visit us at milehighchurch.org.